Oh, hello. Happy 2023, officially our first podcast of the year. Thank you for subscribing to Digital Digital Get Down, the longest running in sync tribute podcast <laughs> known to man. Um, we are still alive. We still exist. This is true. We've only done one podcast since May of okay. last year. Yep. So, surprise. We're overdue. Um, this is going to be, per usual, a bit of a weird episode. Mm-hmm. We're going to do uh, a bit Loose of a, agenda. Loose agenda. A bit of a catch-up. Mm-hmm. Some notes that are vastly irrelevant at this point because mm-hmm. they're from months ago. Um, and... Are we going to do a book recap this time, too? We oh, right. We do got that you. to start the year. Do, yeah. All right, let's do that. And let's do promote stuff we got going on. Okay. And then lightning round visual media. Okay. Okay. Um, and we've got a couple special commercials to do. Is that what you're, yes. what you're referring to? Yeah. Can you get okay. on the same page as me, please? Uh, I'm, so I, we're going to bookdigits.com. Technically, this is a commercial as well. You are not as well. quite as... Uh, I was going to say I'm not quite as loose as you. <laughs> I... <laughs> I prefer to have a few notes. Hmm. Um, we're, so we're talking about books. Yeah. We both reached our goals. This is true. Um, my goal was six times what your goal was. You don't have to do the math that detailed. I'm not positive that's the correct math what? E- either. 25 times six. Is uh, 150. 150. That's what yeah. I read. God damn it. I can do math too. I read 25, including three in a final sprint in the last week and a yes. half. Mm-hmm. Um, none of them were graphic novels, though. You read Mine? legitimate books, yeah. right? Um, yeah. Sorry, graphic novels are legitimate books, but they're oh, just oh boy, they're just a the little. Letters are already being written. They're just a little. Hmm. So we're going to stats. Um, we're on bookdigits.com. Yeah, mobile site. Yeah, you can do whatever. So stats for 2022. I read 25 books. I read just. A hair shy of 8,000 pages. How many pages did you read? I read, not including books I DNF'd, which are currently not counted in stats. Book uh, pages read. It is, it is not counted? Yeah. Well, how do you know how many pages of it I read? Okay. You have a lot of faith in my coding abilities. Uh, sure. 48,000 pages. <laughs> yeah. No, that sounds about um, right. Average page count? 325. 319. We're pretty close on that okay. one. Yeah. I read 150 books. Yep. Average of six days per book. 13 days per book. Average mm. grade was a B. C plus for me. And I would say that um, I didn't have the best rating, reading year in terms of Let's hear the grades. breakdown. Let's hear it. It says I gave 27 A's, but I'm mm. pretty sure most of those were A minuses. Mm. And that's still not a great... That's speaking of um, math. Mm. That's only one-sixth of my books were yeah. A's. On the desktop site, you can see the percentage, but... I gave out two A's. What was your best reading year? A uh, month of the year. Um, I can scroll down and see that. Mine was September. I read December. Nine, I read five books. I read nineteen books in December. Uh, in September. Mm. And seventeen in August. What was the month where you had the highest average grade, though? Great question. Um, there's a lot of months that I had B's. So that's Mine highest helpful. month was B's. Yeah. So what was my only A? Like actual A's. Hmm. You were gonna say you had two full A's. Oh right. Well, I was also gonna look. We have a we have a genre breakdown. I was eighty eight percent fiction, twelve non. I was ninety one percent fiction, nine percent. That's the math I can't do. 
I was trying to say two things at once. Nine percent nonfiction, but I did read twelve nonfiction, mm-hmm. one per month, which was my goal for the year was to read one nonfiction book every month because nonfiction is not my first go-to when I'm picking. Okay, up a book. so my twenty-five books sorted by grade high to start with. Um, so yeah, my favorite book of the year was one I read in February, Sharks in the Time of Saviors. You know, old school literary fiction, you know, uh, generational story, which I was like ready to hate, but yeah. it was re- it was really good. I only full A's. I only gave five full A's for mm. the year. Very Secret Society of Irregular Witches. I've seen that on book digits. It's, I thought it was just going to be another like kind of shitty witchy one just trying to like get some October yeah. book sales, you know? Yeah. It was, it was really good. It was a better version of... Um, T.J. Clune's House on the Cerulean Sea. Well, that's okay. That's a that's a bar to it set. It was actually an adult version of that. Like you don't say the T.J. Clune one read like it was a middle school it book, did, yeah. but it was about forty year old. This was like actually oh, an adult just wait. Version. Oh, I have a good segue from that. But um, keep going. Ophie's Ghosts was an audiobook. I usually audiobooks for me, I like don't connect as well for whatever reason, mm. and I like rate it lower. This audiobook was fantastic. The book was fantastic. I really like Justina Ireland, the author. Opie's mm. Ghost, amazing. A middle grade, too. A middle grade audiobook was one of my top books of the year, which wow. is wild for me. The Midwinter Witch, a middle grade graphic novel. So Another much Another top book. Mm. Um, Braiding Sweetgrass, which... I gave of, it an A-, that was my only other A. Kind of was cheating. I read, like, 90% of it the year before, right. and then finished it last year, but whatever. And my other A's were some, like, YA ones. Bitter, a sequel that was higher than the first one, I think, mm. by Akweke Meze. I like most of their books. And Like Other Girls, which was, like, an LGBT YA one that just, like, really surprised me how much I liked it. Okay. So I had a bunch of other A-minuses that I, like, enjoyed, but I don't really think I had any, like... Like those A books that I'm talking about, yeah. like no, they're not, those, they're not, not gonna, gonna stick with copy. you for life. I'm not gonna like, yeah. buy a copy of them. You All know? right, let's do what's more fun. Sort by grade low. Okay, I, I'll do my segue here. Library of the Unwritten was my least, was my lowest grade of the year, a D. Um, what were you just? Oh yeah, T.J. Clune. It had that vibe to it. I was partially annoyed because this book stole one of my book ideas that I've had mm-hmm. written in my notebook for mm-hmm. a long time, which is what if every like rough abandoned rough yeah. draft existed somewhere. And the author said it in hell for some reason. Why would, I, all they, why would they go to hell? Not really clear. It was definitely like the author just had this idea for like a bureaucratic hell. And they were sure. like also had an idea about abandoned like rough they drafts. they split the books. Yeah. And I made a couple of notes. This is my only notes for the, uh, for the podcast. I will never again read a book that features the word codex prominently. I just, sure. I just hate that whole vibe, vibe that it yeah. gives off. And yet, afterlife bureaucracy, after the good place, Fairy after Men's all Institute, that. Institute. Yes, worst exactly. book of all time. Yeah. I just am so done with that as a. Uh, as My a thing. only D, um, because I am a DNFer. Mm-hmm. I'm become a little bit of a save it for later too. Like if I read the first chapter or two and I'm not feeling it, I'll like put it down. Sure. Um, My only D was one that my therapist recommended. She recommended a couple. Awkward. And I liked some of them. Um, this one was really bad. It was called Overcoming Unwanted Intrusive Thoughts, and I really just did not agree with any of their... What a title. I did not agree with, like, any of their methodology or, um, philosophy, I guess. Um, it was very, like, condescending, the way the book read, which is not what you want from a self-help book. (laughs) And 
it was just, I don't know, there was like a few helpful things, but the second half about like their methodology and the practice and some of the examples they used was like really just not, yeah. not what I was looking for. And okay. I, I gave him a couple of their C minuses, but for me, a C or a C minus is usually like, Scathing. like, eh, it was fine. Like I, I read it and it was fine. Um, anything lower than that, I usually just stop reading it. That was our reading year. So yeah, this year, year my, my goal for this year, not my numbers goal, I'm trying to get through books that I actually have hardcovers of because I always talk a big game about like, like... Oh, she talks about it all the time. I, I just, I buy these books because I'm excited about them. I don't buy a lot of books. So the books I do buy are ones that I'm very excited about or that someone else buys for me that I put on a wish list are books that I'm really excited about. And then I never fucking read them. Mm. So... I'm trying, at least for the first couple months of the year, to ignore the library ebooks that are always so tempting because then it's just like the instant gratification of like somebody recommends a book and I download it. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to go back and like read the books that I've saved that I really want wanted to read and get distracted by. So at least the first couple months of the year, that's that's my goal. So I'm here to support you. I also want to read. Not that I want to read slower, but I like. Hmm. I want to... I don't want to read for the number. I feel like you can make that hashtag happen, babe. I don't want to read for the number. Like, last year, I think there were a couple months where I was like, oh, my ebooks are going to run out from the library. I need to, like, read really weeks, fast. A couple weeks? Like, a lot of weeks you a were. A couple mm. different chunks of the year sure, where I was yeah. like, uh... So, I'd like to not feel like I have to rush through as many books because I feel like part of the reason I didn't have as many A's is when I'm rushing through a book, I'm not actually like enjoying it as much. I am so. the exact opposite of you. I am <laughs> looking forward to rushing through books. I'm all about audiobooks now. I had never listened to an audiobook in my life Two until last year. I've changed your life about mm. cabbage. cabbage. <laughs> Number one. An in, in order of, in order an of, audiobooks. Yeah, of urgency. We've tried to listen to audiobooks a few times and it's never really seemed like it's stuck for you. I dev could never get past John Cotton Mather. <laughs> <laughs> increase we have to go back and finish that book um but also the walking the walking right i've realized i have to escape my family at least for one hour a day yeah and so i go out into the wilderness escape the house there you go because you, you're like homebound but not because yeah. of like it's all self-made choices yeah. yeah working from ailment home. yeah <laughs> so yes i uh i walk for an hour and I was probably not going to finish Braiding Sweet Grass for like another, another couple quarters, couple as they yeah. say in the business world. So I was like, "Oh my gosh, Libby has the audiobook uh, performed narrated by, the, by author, the author, who I have seen in person. A book about walking through nature that I yes. could listen to and while walking down and through a nature, yeah. mostly a nature, natural environment. A dirt road, I suppose that's the name. So yeah, I think that's going to be my approach. Is like nonfiction audiobooks. Mm -hmm. I still don't think I like fiction audiobooks. I just hate the the tone that the narrator has. <laughs> it really <laughs> they have to be a really good audiobook narrator to make it worth it my top non-fiction audiobooks recommendation would be um there's a couple but how the word is passed was very good mm -hmm. long but well done by the author mm -hmm. um and not all of us can listen to it on 6x speed like you <laughs> some people actually do like three times i do like one point 
two to one point five, depending on the hmm. book. Middle grade books I can listen to like on one point five. Don't you listeners dare do that to us. You a listen on one X. Um and for like more of a funny one mm-hmm. that's like nonfiction but also kind of like stand up comedy, the one I've talked about before with Amber Ruffian. You have. Um, whatever. You'll never believe what happened to Lacey. Very funny. And there's a I don't want to say a sequel, but like another mm-hmm. book coming out that's okay. similar, I think. So that would be my other recommendation. Could be a good segue to talking about my new book. Whose new book? I think it's time. You're gonna reveal it? Mm. Okay. I've been writing it's under a, a pseudonym then. for the last two years, I guess. Well, yeah. three years. I published the other book under the same name as well. Um, so if you've picked up a book by someone named Benjamin Frost, that's actually come from my head and mm-hmm. my keyboard. Um, so I have a new book out this week called Number One is Gone. Uh, it's out on Amazon, Barnes Noble most places that you can find online um can i give the summary yeah sure it is based at the australian open yep where we've actually been correct to, to it a few times and the tennis star we're talking about tennis player for the women's the number one player yeah uh for the women's tournament mm-hmm. um disappears in the middle of a match vanishes a very important match vanishes and it's uh, from the perspective of two podcasters, journalist podcasters, who yeah. kind of turn into detectives, amateur sleuths, you might say, yeah. yeah, to try and figure out what happened to her, and they interview like friends and family on mm-hmm. their podcast. They interview some suspects. They try to do their own like digging and um, like journalistic investigate investigative journalism. Yeah. Thank you, and. Um, yeah, it's, the actual I, format of the book is the majority is like podcast transcripts, yes. which I had multiple literary agents amid all my rejections say, I think you sent me a, uh, a screenplay. A screenplay. And I was like, no, dude, it's like a... Haven't you read Daisy Jones? Right, seriously. Um, uh, talk about somebody like that's stealing all my stuff. Yeah, really. Mm, Carrie Soto is coming uh, back. Yeah. Come on. Uh, Come on, Taylor. Yeah. So... I will say that I'm not the biggest mystery or thriller reader. Neither am I. I don't know why I wrote one. You are now. I am now. You said that's the only books you like now. Right. Forgot um, about that. I do Was not. Was there a twist in this book? I, I don't want to give... I don't want to, like, mm. make people expect a twist and then be disappointed. Got it. Okay. But if you let me finish... Sorry. Um, this book... Even though I, like, helped along the way... The first time I read the ending, you came out and you slapped me, and I, I think didn't I had slap you, but I like burst open. I think the I had door. a weed whacker in my hands. It was very, it was a very dangerous altercation. Uh, yeah, I was shocked, and I usually part of the reason I don't usually like mysteries or thrillers mm-hmm. is because I guess the ending, mm. or I come up with a better ending than right. whatever the author came that up is so with. Typical you. This was neither of those. This was. Whew, shocking but like duh i didn't pay her to say and any of this like i mean i do pay for fits in everything she eats and but yeah yeah just like clothes relevant yeah it, you just gotta read it you just gotta read it I, but that's been my biggest struggle in like pitching it to people is like how how do i be just like yeah get to chapter 12 like trust me like i know i know you think i'm just saying that but just do it just do it mm-hmm 
Um, if you're one of like the six people listening and you would mm, like a copy, yep. DM us and we will send you a review copy. Um, and you know the best place to review it. Bookdigits.com. Bookdigits.com. That's right. God, um, that, that ginger seltzer is putting you You're putting the one you who on said you were babe. drunk off the orange seltzer. Um, this is our life now. Um, so yes, that book is out. Dry January. <laughs> I made you laugh. Oh my goodness. Um, so that book is out, self-published, as if you couldn't tell from my bitterness. Um, I have one more brief story to tell. You're going to tell it? Real we're quick. We're not going to, are you going to name names? Oh yeah. In a, in a positive way? Yeah, uh, mostly. Keep it positive. Okay. <clears throat> okay keep the excitement leave the bitterness. this week is Let also the, the two-year anniversary of my previous book under benjamin frost a book mm-hmm. called jay the great mm-hmm. a book i've been planning and thinking about writing for a good long time mm-hmm. uh a book that miss heather gavrish over here a la heather c lewis if you want to look up her books on amazon Don't. book excuse me um was the sole and only editor of, which I think is all the more impressive for what about the story I'm about to tell. We did it just the two of us. Oh yeah, you didn't. No one else proofread it. No. Oh, sorry, I had a sensitivity reader. You had a sensitivity reader. So not a not a copy editor, but a sensitivity reader. Yeah. So, anyways, I think that's I think that's kudos to you. I'm a very good editor. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Um, so I'm a good like content and copy editor. It is a hire me. I'm bored all the time. Oh yeah, I'd say you do it for free. What? Do it for free. I'll beta read for free, yeah. but if you truly want me to like copy okay. edit, hire me. So January, so I uh, I finished the book like in 20, 2019, I guess. Sure. And I spent a year doing the whole uh, the whole query letter thing. Sent it out to I think like about two hundred and fifty agents. Um, eventually got two hundred and fifty rejections. Got really close with one agent who said they loved the book. And then at like the 11th hour admitted to me they had never read The Great Gatsby. And this book is a modern retelling of The Great Gatsby. Not even a modern retelling, but like a Mm. modern, um, I don't even know how to put it. Like a a mirror. mirror. Yeah, Yeah, look at us. It's um, like truly the same structure. Almost down to the word count, the original in my book matches. It's nine chapters, chapters, the same same beats, yeah, yeah, but with a lot of flips to it. Yeah. which I won't bore you with all the details of. So, I finally give up. I say, Your okay. best writing. Thank you. Of any book you've ever written. Um, I finally give up and I say, this whole project was because uh, Great Gatsby goes into public domain on January 1st, 2021. So I said, um, okay, I got to get the book out there one way or another then because people are going to be bombarded with with Gatsby stuff mm-hmm. starting then, which hasn't actually proven out to be true. There was, a there few. was Nick, and there were a bunch there of indie was, ones um, like me. Once, oh yeah, chose the, the bold and the 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 bold and the yeah yeah yeah. Um, so yes, there were two like traditionally uh, published, heavily marketed books, but that was basically it. That's still been basically it. So I throw mine out there. I think I sold about like seven copies in the first two months. Uh, And some review copies. Right. Gave it away. Spammed a lot of people on Goodreads. Got some really nice reviews on Goodreads. People who got it. Some people who got it and hated it. And some people who got it and really, really loved it. Some people didn't get it, which whatever. Um, I didn't really do any promotion. I did a little bit of advertising on Amazon. But anyways. Uh, This is going to be a quick story. We're going, we're going, we're going. Uh, let's fast forward to March, 2021. I get, quicker a, than this. I get an email spam, 
uh, caught in my spam filter. It says, hello, are the movie and film and TV rights for this book, Jay the Great, still available? Please write back. And I was like, okay, I've got a lot of spam emails in my life, but never one quite like this. So yeah. I was like, what the hell? I'll write back. I said, yes, they are still available <laughs> as if this, you know, failure of us. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like a couple weeks went by and uh, I think I followed up. The person had written back and said, okay, thank you. And so I wrote back and I was like, you know, do you, do you need anything else from me or, or what's the deal? And they said, oh, we're still, we're still looking at it. Uh, can we have a copy of the full book? So, yeah, I'm, I'm speeding up. So I send them the full book. A couple more weeks goes by. I follow up again. And they say, okay, yeah, we are going to try to find you a home for this book. And I was like, okay, I don't know what you mean by that, but that sounds great. I'm going to speed you up a little bit. Sure. You eventually kind of accidentally get an agent. Yes, who didn't want to file any paperwork with me, but I forced And who doesn't to. want any of your other content. Not interested at all. Um, so you eventually get an agent, and the agent is like, I have the perfect person for this project Yeah. that I've already had in mind. I'm going to connect you with them. And it ends right. up being... A company called Chaos Machine Productions. Yep. Run by one Jensen Ackles, Daniil Ackles. His lovely wife. Uh, so yes, we get, I get an email that says, Bennett slash Benjamin... We now have an offer from a Warner Brothers uh, production company mm -hmm. run by these two people for your book. And you were like, who are these people? And I was like, Jensen Ackles! Correct. I had absolutely yeah. no, no name recognition at all. And I was like, Jensen! From Supernatural! And you were like, what are you talking yeah. about? And I was like, I only watched a couple seasons of Supernatural, but it's, it's Jensen. And you, you yeah. were just like, I don't know what you're talking about. You got to talk to them. Yes. On video so, chat. Jensen thought you were going to be an old seafaring man. That was his first comment. Yeah. He was... He uh, tried to Google... Right. He Googled Benjamin Frost. pseudonym. He was in Canada filming The Boys with his really scary beard. The beard, yeah. Um, so, yes. We had a, a Zoom call. That you would not let me participate in. <clears throat> you, were, you, still had, you were still employed back I then. I know, but you wouldn't let me take the day off to no. participate in it. Um, I don't know how you did that with our child uh, at I home with you. I tricked him into having two naps that day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, so we had a talk. We hadn't signed any paperwork. They wanted to meet me and talk to me before we entered any formal yeah. arrangement. It turned out Daniil is a huge Gatsby fan and had been looking for a project to work on as a TV show or movie. And years was just what So she, she hired the agency to go find books. They found books, including mine, and showed them to her. And that's why it seems so easy that yeah. they were like, oh, we suddenly found yeah. someone to produce your, your book. Um, so we had lots of high hopes. We talked to them. We talked about my whiteness and how that plays into the book and how, you know, it needs to come from the right voice, especially if you're going to make it into a yes. live action thing. It was officially um, optioned. It was officially optioned. I always pictured it as a movie. They were really eager to do it. TV show. TV show and a recurring TV show, too. They yes. said they were picturing it as multiple seasons. I got really anxious and I was like, I have no other ideas after the book ends. It's just supposed to end. And the best part was in my contract, it said, you're not allowed to write anything yeah, else in this universe. Do, you don't have to be in it charge was of really, this. It was a real relief when I um, read that. We would have gotten theme park kickbacks. Correct. There was stage play and theme park were the, were the best and yeah. merchandise, right? So I got a contract with all these absurd things. The other thing I was most excited about was I was going to get a front credit for yes. the show. Most shows these days that get adapted at the end, it's like, oh yeah, yeah this was a You actually had a good accidental agent. Yeah. Um, so if I you got, can't tell by the past tense. I got my option fee. That was nice. 
Um, the opposite I, of a fee, a payout. Yeah, right. Um, I got to stay in touch with the producers on a couple different occasions. They said, they were a little bit anxious at first. I think they thought I was going to like demand to be the writer of the show. And I was yeah. like, no. I The I opposite have, of that, yeah. But I was like, if you can just keep me in the loop, this will be fun and for me. And they were great about did. that, yeah. So they told me when they had hired a set of writers to officially adapt it. I don't think they ever wrote the pilot script, but they wrote an outline for the pilot and I an learned a lot about the process of getting yeah. a tv show made. um and for like five months they were in like business affairs they called it where they were just like coming up with a budget for a show that didn't exist it yeah. sounded awful but anyways um so they hired the writers to work on it they got their contract they pitched it they pitched it i got to read the pitch that they were using which i don't think we should go into but. i gave some feedback um which they appreciated and then I was told that they had meetings with Netflix, Amazon Prime Video, HBO Max, um, Peacock, really and CW. Yeah. And a couple weeks later, they said all five passed and the project was dead. Yeah. So we had very high hopes for a while. They seemed very optimistic. They like specifically loved your writing in your book, which mm -hmm. I thought was really cool. It wasn't just like you're the first Gatsby one we saw. Right. Like they had a lot of specifics. Like one of them even like held up a paper copy of the book that you yeah. like they purchased. Mm -hmm. Um so I think it was the nicest compliment you've ever gotten about your writing from not someone you knew. Probably, yeah. And the most excited we were about something professional happening with your writing right um but yeah i was very disappointed it seemed like a lot of build-up and then it was a just like money invested over. on their side yeah yeah um so i still have a little bit of hope that like not tomorrow but that like they'll keep it in the back of their minds i'm still it. just genuinely shocked that we haven't seen a gatsby show yet it's been now two years mm -hmm. now like think about how much freaking pride and prejudice crap is out there mm-hmm even Hallmark Channel should be doing Gatsby stuff by now. Yeah. Turns out that guy Christmas. is a Hallmark Channel knew, actor, which is that. why all the jokes. Yeah, okay. I knew that, yeah. Okay. That's why Hallmark Talking about bros here. So, yes, I wish Jensen, Daniil, all the best. The Winchesters, if you're watching, is the first show under the Chaos Machine umbrella. I know also they have. stars mm. um, the girl from Zombies, this if you true. like us, are. Still singing those songs. Yeah. So yeah, it was really strange experience because I've heard a lot about well, just because you get your thing optioned, like ninety yeah. nine percent of options. You're don't the turn one who always anything. says that to me when I say, "Oh, this book that I love got optioned." You're Correct. like, "You're never gonna see that." But being a part of it, and when when I knew they were actually at the level of pitching the show, and yeah. like you see how much and how quickly Shit shows on get, and stuff. get produced, I was like, "This is like one step away." Yeah. And now to have it not happen is like looking back it's like oh it was never gonna happen but it was actually really close never to gonna, not, not that it was never gonna happen but like it we were thinking it was like 50 50 and it was probably mm. like five percent not 50 yeah. percent but <sighs> do you feel better having gotten that off your chest i think i'm all done now i yeah. didn't mean to interrupt you i just you said it was going to be a 55 minute podcast and We've we're already at 27 minutes 30 minutes and we left. haven't done yeah. any newses or anything so well i don't have any of that, that was my news basically okay there you go um Screen digits coming out hopefully in the next month or so. I written for a commercial. Okay. Well, I, th I thought we were doing the commercial now. We, oh, this whole thing has been a commercial. That's what I mean. Screen digits official. S oh, that's not as fun to stop. That is gender normative. Companion, Companion site. site. Okay. Partner site. Companion yeah. site to book digits. You can use your book digits login, 
or Single you can or you can create a new um yep. a new account and it's going to be similar to book digits in terms of the rating system and the um user interface but it's it will black. be p- focused Dark on tv shows and movies so you'll be able Correct. to keep track of tv shows movies and books all from the same login same site and be able to toggle back and forth this is true um so if you are interested in being like a beta tester we're still uh in the mode where we need some of those mm-hmm. to help fill out the ratings a bit um and find some bugs i'm very good at it but i'm sure there's other mm. ones that uh, i haven't found yet no offense to your coding just mm. uh so please let us know if you want to be a beta tester or just an early adopter. Um, and I'm very excited for it. Yeah. Um, the best thing about it, I think, is that it will tell you which service the movies and TV shows are on because it cannot keep up. Yeah. A lot of the uh, a lot of the apps that do similar things to what uh, what I'm doing with Screen Digits make that a premium feature. Like with book digits, there's no Free. fee for anything. It's standard. Everything's standard. So yeah, you can uh, every basically every page you go to on Screen Digits will show you what network or channel the thing is on, and you can use that. And you can filter everywhere. You can sort everywhere. And that cool feature that tells you you're not you don't actually want to watch any shows on the service you're yeah. paying for, or vice I versa. I thought of that one all on my own. So yeah, you set your channels in your settings. And then what she's saying is under recommendations, it's actually gives you recommendations for shows and movies to watch, but also networks to add or drop. Yeah. So if you, if all of your, if you have a bunch of to watch shows that are from a network you don't subscribe to Mm -hmm. or vice versa, you don't have anything coming up you want to watch that's on a certain network. So, um, I actually have some notes and some intro stuff and I don't know how much of them to go into seeing it's already at the half hour mark. Hmm. Um, Really old good news is Star Andrews is the first U.S. black figure skater to win a Grand Prix medal. I thought that was really cool. Cool. Probably not going to be at Disney on Ice. Tomorrow? I don't yeah. think so. Okay. But maybe she'll be at the next Olympics. So that would excited. be very cool. Um, and Lizzo. Are you familiar with Lizzo? Yes. Done a couple cool things recently. Um, we don't have to talk about the expensive flute again, do we? No. Okay. Um, she sent a dress that she wore for a um an award show to an author who was accepting an award and is couldn't find a good dress in her size and body style i hear you and listen like saw a plea on um social media and actually sent like overnighted look at that her dress to this person to wear to this event which was really cool and she recently accepted an award and in her award speech instead of doing the speech she brought up like 12 activists of all different Hmm. Um, different organizations from like unhoused people to indigenous rights to um, you know black justice initiatives etc mm-hmm. etc immigrants etc and introduced them and gave like a little stump speech about their organization cool. and not only that but she like seemed to at least have memorized like the organization and their name and how to pronounce their name wow. like everything like it was really impressive and it was a really cool way to like use her platform um, and it was just impressive to watch. Too. And we're giving her the song of winter. No, nobody does that. No, I don't think. <laughs> I guess that's just Mariah Carey every year. Mm. Um, why do gay people love Mariah Carey so much? I don't know. I left Bros with so much, so many questions about gay culture, it's the same but thing not. With, um, it, she, they hated um, Shit's Creek, but David Rose mm? loved Mariah Carey too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Hmm. Um, bad news: the bent carrot commercial. The bent. 
Yeah. Oh, it's coming back to me. It was like some sort of weird erectile dysfunction pill, but they used like a bent carrot as some sort of weird visual metaphor. With 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 parents or something? I forget. Um, We do not have time to get into the the Taylor Swift ticket fiasco, but I will just say that I was waitlisted, even though I signed up like the first day to be a verified fan. Waitlisted, not whitelisted. Waitlisted. And have gone to all, literally all of her other tours. Even when we were in Australia. Write a strongly worded letter, babe. When we were in Australia, I went by myself. You went to Amy Park. You went there. I went by myself. You didn't have self-service. You almost didn't get Every single one of her her stadium tours. I did not go to like her original Fearless, like little, I mean, um, Taylor Swift little tours. But I went to every single one of her stadium tours since Fearless. Got waitlisted. Didn't even get a chance to buy tickets because they canceled the general sale. And uh, unless anyone out there has a miracle for me, uh, I will not be going. Uh, I'm feeling pretty sad about it. But there's also just n- like I didn't even have a chance. There's not. It's not like I, I messed up or I missed an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like I I didn't even get a chance. Maybe Jensen Ackles will help you out. Danielle, <laughs> help me out, girl. Um, Friends of the show. <laughs> uh, I think I'll save my updates for my like. Uh, intro updates for next mm. time. I have some like random movies and things that we've watched. Sure. Um, and I think even though they're very people still outdated, go to the theaters apparently. Like some people. Screen Digits also tells you the gives you the box office number. Somehow Avatar Two has already made a billion a billion dollars. Who is seeing it? I don't believe that. Is it just that. James Cameron going every time by himself? I don't believe that. I'm not really sure that Black Panther two ever happened. It, it was just kind ch- of is it Chinese people talked seeing? about there for like two weeks and then everyone. It just really moves only on? was in theaters for like a month and then no one advertised for it. Weird. Um, I want to see Black Panther. I want to see Matilda. We're gonna have to get Disney Plus back at some point. No oh boy, babe. Um, I won't. I'll save it. Okay. Um, All right. What else we got to get into here? I was going to say something and I forget. This is episode 110. What were you just saying? Um, Before that. Movies. One of my bad news is that's not on here that I was going to talk about. Not sure. Um, Not Taylor Swift. What did you say after that? Mm. Upcoming things. Oh, Avatar Way of Water. Um got there everyone we got james there. cameron yeah being a dick again okay he made a comment that his inspiration for i think the way of water or maybe it was even the first avatar movie was thinking about if um the native like american native, I knew native americans had had fought harder Oof, woof um some comment of like if they knew what was coming, they would have fought harder or something that was just really like, oof, you should not have said that, mate. Yeah. Like, you think they didn't try hard enough and that's why they were, it was bad. Mm. In Like, even the full context was bad. Mm. He called them like a dead-end society and like basically said if they'd only tried harder, they could have had the outcome like the Avatar movies. You getting this quote correct-ish? Ish. Okay. I, I didn't read much about the movie, but the bit about his his writers for Avatar 2 had to write novels to think through the uh, the time gap between movies 1 and 2. Because it's like a 30-year... There's like Can you imagine working on a movie for that long and writing entire books that no one's ever going to probably read? 
Just my yeah. my little brush with TV bureaucracy made me realize like how man-made it all is, which sounds really dumb, but it's like these are just human beings making up these stories. Like I This don't is know. the this is the quote. I couldn't help but think that if the Lakota Sioux had had a time window and they could see the future and they could see their kids committing suicide at the highest suicide rate in the nation because they were hopeless and they were a dead-end society, which is what is happening now, they would have fought a lot harder. There, there's like 35% like interesting thought in there and then like a lot of some of the word like, choice. Like if they could look into the harder? future and see that all their kids would be committing suicide because they're a dead end society they would have fought harder? Like he's trying to raise awareness I think for yeah. the current native plight but doing it in a really disrespectful way. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So, don't go see Way of Water if you were thinking about going to see it. Or if you even go to theaters. Oof. Um, I think I'll save my other, like, random movie and TV show updates for next time. Okay. Um, my other weird bad news was I was saving it for upcoming, but <laughs> Harry, Harry and Megan, Harry, does he have a last name? I forget. Does he have a last name? Do they not give them last names? Windsor. I That's assume. Like a made-up last name, though. It doesn't have a last name. I'm all last, in on royal family stuff again. They absolutely do. Google this now. What's their last name? Like, Windsor. That was a thing on the crown, was they didn't have a, a last name. Windsor Mountbatten. Mountbatten Windsor. About? Does the... What's the, fir, what's the top searches for does the royal family going to be? Follow that. Does the royal family have, have a last money. name? Number one. See? Have any power? Do they watch the crown? Do they have a yacht? Do they still they have, have a yacht? yacht? They still a have a yacht. A lot of people asking about the yacht. Was that like a For crucial? the most part, members of the royal family who are entitled to the style and dignity of his royal highness, prince or princess, do not need a surname. See? But if they need one, it becomes Mountbatten Windsor. I told you that was a crucial plot point in season That's like two of the freaking bizarre. Um... I was kind of excited about like the new Netflix show, and the not because excited is the wrong word, but I was these, like these cautiously just intrigued. To remember that less is more. They have a podcast. While they I had the expose. Ill. They had. While I was ill, hmm. I watched. We won't even get into that. But oh, while I was goodness. ill, I tried to watch the Harry and Meghan thing. What kind the of fancy first... hotel does not have a microwave? I too don't fancy. You're supposed to go get their clam chowder. They give you chowder tokens yeah. upon entry, but they don't have a microwave. Yeah. How? And the fridge was very small. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, still Great a nice bathroom. Hotel. Yeah. Um, so I, I watched the first two episodes of Harry and Meghan. It was boring. Like I, like I definitely mm. felt sympathetic for them, but she was just like, I don't know what the royal family was like. And it's like, girl, Google something. I feel like something. that's the awkward thing that they're going to have to realize is that people are obsessed with the royal family and they're not going to stay obsessed with you leaving the royal family. Unless they keep talking about it. Yeah. But in his book, all these weird details are coming out. Do you see anything he about it? He wrote a book? Ghost wrote. Mm. Somebody ghost wrote a book about him, essentially, mm. or co-wrote or whatever. That would be weird whatever. if he ghost wrote, wrote someone else's yeah, book. Yeah, that would be weird. Mm. Um, could be their next step. Hmm. Um, it's just a lot of weird details are coming out. Some about like uh, some personal stuff with his brother, which is like mm, hmm. need to know that. I don't know. But uh, also like that he lost his virginity to an old woman behind a pub in a field. Behind a pub in a field, yes. old woman, Windsor. 
Yes, and she mounted him like a stallion, he writes. This is not true. Where are you yes. making up all these quotes? Those, you are like, defaming the royal family, defaming James quote. Cameron. This is a legitimate quote. So it's just like, he talks about how many Did times he's done cocaine the and Netflix show too? He talked no. about the stallion? This is his memoir, which is like, he is so treating like a true memoir. Like he was just like, let me tell you everything about what? my life. People don't even like watch the Obama stuff, okay? I don't know. People they are don't even this. watch that stuff. So I, I'm not interested in the book anymore because I just wanted it to be like a little bit more like revealing about what it was like with Princess Diana and his brother and stuff. I don't need to know how many times he tried mushrooms. I'm not interested in that. Like so. a candle in the wind. Um, <laughs> some Man. of my upcoming stuff. It's, none of it is upcoming anymore, I don't think. <laughs> um... Big Brunch on Netflix, Dan Levy. I tried it. It's too much like chopped for me. Yeah, that wasn't fun. It wasn't it wasn't good for me. Um Falling for Christmas with Lindsay Lohan and Court Overstreet. Wow. We did watch that. Court Overstreet it. tried his best. Still in the game. Um still in the game, man. Can't say that for Lindsay, a lot of glee people, but you're in the game, man. Uh Lindsay Lohan Still in the was game. There. Can't say that for a um, lot of people that's gone through what she's gone through. Uh, still in the a game. lot of her face is not still in the game. Yep. Um, looks a lot different. But um, the my hot take is mm. that the gag reel was far better than the film. Yeah. The bloopers had so much more chemistry and humor than the film did. I think our favorite... Wasn't the worst, the, the fitted sheet? Pseudo... Well, yeah, that oh. was a funny scene. But our favorite pseudo drinking game was trying to see if court overstreet who was supposed to be a father in this movie ever actually like interacted or touched his i kind of think there was some sort of like um uh rider in the um contract of that little girl that like no male could touch her because like she he they they were like six feet apart at all times single single dad but didn't really interact with yeah anyways Um, so that one's already come out wakanda forever has already come out half of these have already come out Okay, I think we need to save the TV show we're going to talk about because I have a lot of thoughts about it. Severance? Yes. Save it for more? I think like the... I, I have a lot of the gimmick of the show is going to be, this podcast is going to be, here's something we watched nine months ago. I mean, it and has see, been that gimmick for a while. And see like if the staying power yeah. of it. Okay, we're saving that. I think we should save that. And I think we should I talk think we should about... about Glass Onion. Really? Yeah. Okay. What were you going to say? I was going to talk about the ones that we had saved. The but climate change ones. Um, that's fine. We I think we should talk about glass, we glass can onion. Okay. Because that one's not going to stay in my brain. I can tell you that. Okay. I like the first one and that one hasn't even really stayed in my brain. Okay. I know I guessed the twist in the first one. I don't remember the first one. It's that. I vaguely remember. The medicine actually she was had, she had already swapped him. it. Yeah. And yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay. We watched Glass Onion on christmas day night or shortly thereafter like everybody else was supposed to do my mom i'm sure the whole wide release theater plus netflix is working out super well yeah um okay this is a film that presents itself as a whodunit sure it even makes fun of clue in several regards several times you have daniel craig Doing the weirdest accent. Everyone loves this character. I think I love the character. I don't know why. I don't know why anyone loves the character. I, the, the, the best... But I do. Um, 
take on it I heard is that Daniel Craig just looks like he's having the fucking time of his life doing it and yeah. that's why it's fun to watch Got it. because he's like not taking himself seriously yeah. he's just like making this weird character with an accent nobody understands uh-huh. and he just like he's just selling it you know yeah um, I, I have thought, so many I saw one thing that was hmm. like Daniel Craig's character and Moira Rose should yeah. uh, get together and create a new language because they all, funny. both of them just had an accent that didn't come from anywhere. <laughs> That's funny. I don't know. I don't know how to talk about the movie. I have lots of thoughts about the acting performances. I have lots of thoughts about like the second half of it. We have to do spoilers I, can as I, well. You collect yeah. your thoughts, and I'll give my short like okay. analysis. Um, pacing analysis is that. These are all book digits, uh, metrics. I mean, screen digits, metrics. Pacing analysis is just that they kind of like um, cut off their own legs, or what's the what's mm. the phrase in um, in journalism? Mm. Not buried the lead. What's the opposite of buried the lead? Front loaded. Mm. I don't know. They like ruined their own. Shot their shot. They ruined their own. They ruined their own climax. Um, by doing a reveal so early on came too quick and i sure i know surely i know some people (laughs) said that that would like worked for them Mm. and for me it didn't for me i i like a ocean's 11 moment where it's like Mm -hmm. oh right this movie was trying to subvert a lot of things that it had even done in the first one or it had started to do in this one yes Mm. but i so i the fact that like there was this like record scratch and they like reset everything yeah to me, it was too early. I think it would have been more interesting to see it get a little bit farther and then to have that happen. I also just, like, it either happened too early or too late. Yeah. Because I was, I kind of wanted to, like, stop and restart the beginning of the movie because yeah. some of the interactions, I was like, I don't buy that. But I also wanted it to be, like, closer to the climax to make it more of a reveal. Because past that point, yeah, I, I was less invested in the movie because I was like, that's the big twist yeah um i like that it dunked on elon musk and of course it wasn't specifically elon musk because i'm sure the movie was written like was three years ago but in that regard yeah i um i like that it dunked on like stupid billionaires who like aren't Hold actually that out. smart yeah. they just got a lot of angel investing or family money or whatever um edward norton what's the guy's correct name? yep you got he it was a very good actor in the movie. He reminded me of someone yeah. else, and I don't know who it was. Everyone was like... I couldn't... I can't decide or not if I liked that everyone was a caricature of themselves. Like... I get why they did it, but... Like, in Clue. Like, again, the Clue yeah. thing. Like, they're all meant to be a little bit, like, of an archetype more than an actual character. Yeah. Um, and it, in some ways, it was interesting to watch all the characters kind of be over-the-top versions of, mm-hmm. of each other, but also... Uh, I, it made me less invested in the characters, I think, because I was like, they're not real people. Correct. They're just playing the, the starlet, the politician, the scientist, right. so whatever. So real quick, uh, I think my least favorite character would have to be Duke. Batista. Yeah. Didn't like the performance, didn't really get the character, didn't get why any of the other people would associate with that stereotype didn't yeah. really make sense to me. I think me. they were trying to kind of dunk on, like, the men's rights people, but they yeah. didn't do a great job of it. Yeah. Um, Kate Hudson looked great doing her thing as great the fashionista. Outfits. Yeah, for sure. I gave the great only... Great acting, honestly. She, I think yeah. she... I think she, like, sold her I think her character was all worth it for the sweatshop 
joke. Um, yes. Why her assist? Her assistant was such a weird character. No need for these. Was never even considered as a suspect like a or anything. Tiny bit of motive for her, but Bizarre. it wasn't even. A, she wasn't even like a red herring. No. Leslie Odom Jr. just did nothing for me. He really did nothing cardboard. in the movie. He yeah. just could have been a cardboard cutout yeah. in the background yeah. and like. Um, Catherine Hahn also kind of didn't do much for me. It was so weird for me because when she first came on screen and I was like, oh, she's doing politics, I was like, oh, she's going to do the Parks and Rec character. Or like a little bit of Bad Moms. Yeah. And instead she did like a sad version of the two combined. Yeah, just... She didn't get any jokes. It was a really weird script for her. I kind of had a bad feeling about it. One of the last, um, I don't remember the show, Smartless podcast I listened to before I realized... That I couldn't listen to that show one more time and hear them talk about the same stupid shit. Yeah. Uh, was her. And she was like, oh, I just came back from Greece. I was doing the Knives Out sequel. And she just didn't sound that excited about it. Yeah, she didn't have a very fun role. No. Like, um, what's her face? Um, uh, seemed mm. like she had the most fun with it. Who? Um, Goldie Hawn, whatever her name is. Bert, uh, Kate, Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson, yeah. yeah. Um, and apparently the whole world is obsessed with Madeline Klein. She did look nice in the in the movie, but whiskey. Yeah, yeah, I didn't care about her. Um, Janelle Monet. Okay. Off the top, what can't she do? Like I think this she's movie is lady. is worth watching just for Janelle Monae's she's performance. She's too good for this movie. If you like Janelle Monet at all, mm-hmm. like if you're even vaguely like, yeah, she's like she's the nice. Idea of Janelle Monae. Like this movie is great. Um, she's too good for it though too good for it yeah she overacted she walked all over everybody else yeah overall you you literally guessed one of the twists like to the point where you paused it and went back to well, confirm I, like i like i was starting to say before i i guessed the twist of the first movie which gave me a lot of satisfaction satisfaction or, even yeah. if it kind of ruined the second half of it this time i just saw the twist yeah and i was like oh that that's that, it? that exchange looked very unnatural yeah and then I had you rewind, and then they replayed it later, and I was like, that was different. So, yeah, I I feel really just, I felt really cheapened out by the fact that it was a camera trick. Yeah. And, like, if it was a movie where, like, it was very perspective-based, I would have gotten it. But or there just, was like, no... lots of other subtle hints in the background and stuff, and there wasn't really. Right, and there was no indication, there was no, like, it was a, it wasn't a motif of the movie to be, like, Maybe this is what you saw, and yeah. it flashed different. They only did it for the one key thing, which wasn't even that key in the end. No. Um, I don't even know if we have to get into the actual spoilers, I but it all so. boils down to a mystery that really doesn't make a lot of sense. Number one, I'm going to go into spoilers a little bit. Do you need to? Go ahead. Do your thing. So, the bad guy is Edward Norton's character, which is both obvious and but how he's the bad guy logical doesn't come until later so this man essentially murdered someone and then within like the next couple of weeks murdered someone else decided to have a murder mystery mystery party on his island yeah sent an invitation to the person he murdered some people online think that's a plot hole i actually get the explanation that he would send it as kind of an alibi almost like well i didn't kill her because i sent her an invite yeah. to my party um but then he believes her to be dead and doesn't know she has a twin yeah yet she yet who he thinks is her shows up on the island with a fucking private eye did 
Why does why does he continue with the weekend as if things are normal well, when he, he has he put ben- ben- Benoit aside and said, "How did you get here? I didn't invite you, etc., yeah. etc." So he thinks someone, one of his friends, did it for fun. Is what they claim in the movie. I guess so. Um, of like, what a great gag that one of them brought an actual detective here. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, and then you get, like, you get. I just. <sighs> I just think it was trying to be a little too smart. Like, if yeah. they... I think after the first one, everyone had kind of high expectations, and I think they just made another, like, good movie, but not, like, not great. And the end, the very final kind of climax, where, you, okay, you know who the murderer is, which isn't that actually dramatic of a reveal... And then, kind of the emotional climax is supposed to be Janelle Monae's second character burning shit to the ground, but she very nearly burned herself and everyone else to the ground. I mostly just, actual spoiler, I mostly didn't think it was worth ruining the Mona Lisa. Lisa. What did she do to us? Yeah. What did she do to anybody? Yeah. I don't even really care about the Mona Lisa. I've seen it. I wasn't that impressed by it. Mm. But like, dang, don't burn down the library of... Babylon, whatever. What's the library? Uh, Alexandria. Andrea. Yeah. Anyways, what'd you give it on screen digits? You um, didn't read it yet. I think I gave it a C something. I, think I gave it a C something. It was. I will say, I have started to kind of rate movies and TV shows. I'll get into this more when I mention the other TV shows. I show. gave it a C minus. You gave it a B minus. I, I have started to like. I really say rate movies differently than I rate books. Mm. I think. To some extent, a movie has to be, like, watchable to the point that it keeps my attention. Mm -hmm. And I will say that it kept my attention. It definitely had good costumes. It definitely had good, like, scenery and setting and, like, cinematography. Mm -hmm. It kept my attention enough that I was slightly invested in what happened, even though, like I said, I thought the twist kind of lessened my investment in it. But... I think a movie to, like, catch my attention, I, like, grade it slightly higher. Sure. I like reading. So, for me, a book has to do kind of the bare minimum to catch my attention. Mm -hmm. Or I, like, set it down and and read it later if it's not catching my attention. Mm -hmm. A movie, part of the point of the movie is its entertainment, right? Like, to me, I don't like to watch, like, sad, depressing fucking shows and serious shows because like I want I want movies and TV shows to like entertain me sure. more so than books. Did, this did have some like, entertainment value. I inherently sure. like enjoy reading and I know you don't can't no, relate to that. Can't I inherently stand it. enjoy reading. I don't always inherently enjoy watching t- TV or movies. Mm. So to like pull me away from like a screen or from doing something else Glass Onion was enjoyable to watch just for like the characters and the costumes the movie and going the, experience. the background the movie going experience exactly mm. um and another tv show that i will save to talk about if we ever podcast again mm. uh had the same vibe for me i like upgraded it not based on the plot or the what whatever and or oh yeah okay um my only quibble with your that was nicely said all of that i was actually disappointed with the set and the setting for this movie once you realize, like, a third of the way through that, like, that one room is pretty much the set for the rest of the movie, I was like, come on. Yeah. That was, you could, 
in a lot of different ways you could tell this was a COVID movie. They did that really mm. weird bit at the beginning uh, where they were masks like, oh, we're going to be done with our masks now. Yeah. Like as if, you know, in January 2023, that was going to be controversial, you know, with everything else that's gone on no, with masks. No, they like did that shoot. Like, they I know, but I'm saying they're like, well, if we don't have that scene in the movie, people will it. be like, well, they're not wearing masks. Yeah. These are terrible actors. Um, so we have about 60 seconds left. I think the thing that makes the most sense to pair with that would be Naked and Afraid. Naked and Afraid? <laughs> we accidentally watched one episode of this show at our toddler's request. Yes. Um. He's in a phase where he likes naked people. Yeah. Your um, fault for putting on love, actually. It's true. Um... But yeah, I think we scarred him a little bit because it a re- it's a the really person bad ate reality a snake show. and he was very upset about mm-hmm. it. Um, and there's also a, a jump scare with a lion that scarred yeah. him, I think. Um, I feel like that dude only lasted two and a half days. Yeah, so pathetic. Um, you don't want to talk about the short book that you just finished? Yeah, we can do that real quick. Why well, just we usually pair a book and a, a screen? I know, you always struggle if we do a podcast without talking I about do. a book. I Let's talk about because then I'll have the sequel and we can pair with that with Bros. That will be perfect. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, Psalm for the Wild Built. Psalm for the Wild Built. Yeah, you only read it because it's a short book. I like loved the title goal. so much that I hated it, and I was almost never going to read it because the title. I kind of I could just picture it being the same as uh, This is How You Lose the Time War. Got it. Like a great title, and I was like, the title's I, so good, I'm going to hate. The I book. thought you were going to think of the Dreaming of Electric Sheep. What's that book? To Androids Dream of Electric Sheep. Similar vibe, title? No, didn't think that at all. Oh. Um, so, this is... I'm going to say something... It's a novella. Slightly controversial. Oh, boy. Everyone loves Becky Chambers' Come here for Wayfarer series. I didn't really like the first one that much. I don't always love true science fiction. I like some space operas because you know that I like Star Wars. You, you know, still don't even know what space operas are. I still don't, are. no. Um, you know that I like Star Wars... Um, I like the Star Trek current movies. I've watched some of the old Star Trek, not all, not all of the different iterations of it, but, um, one of my favorite books of 2021 was Crown Chasers, which is a great, um, science fiction book, but science fiction's a little hit or miss for me. Mm. Sometimes ones that people love, I, it doesn't do it for me. And I know that it's just because the genre. Hitchhikers. Uh, I was thinking this one that everyone talked about last year. Uh, August Mecca and the August Kidco and the Meccas from space. It was very, um, what's that one? Hmm. Um, that I always forget the name of uh, Pacific Rim. Mm. I just don't, I don't really like giant space robots. Okay. Um, anyways, so I didn't really love Becky Chambers, um, Wayfarer series. And I think that's what the series is called. Shout out to um, all my fans in Czech Republic. Benjamin Frost is huge in the <laughs> Czech Republic. Um, small, Long Way to a Small Angry Planet or whatever is her Becky Chambers. Great title. Um, Becky Chambers, like, most famous book. Yeah. And it was, like, a little too Star Trek-y for me. And, like, I'm going to look her up on books and see what her most popular book actually it's is. It's going to be small, A Long Way to a Small Angry Planet. Chambers. You're absolutely right. It has 32 ratings. Yeah. And people fucking love it. Yeah. I thought it was just Oh, me. that's Wayfarers. I thought those were two different things. No, that's the Wayfair series, I think. Got it. Right? Isn't it, it is, yeah. It's number one. Um, it was just okay for me. I think Firefly I gave it... Firefly meets Mass like Effect. A, I think I that's, gave it like yeah, a B minus. Yeah, for you. Um, what did I give it? Uh, you have the second... You have the most popular written review and you gave it a B. A 
a B. So, <coughs> excuse not me. your best review either. It was just fine. Um, so I was like not super psyched to read more. I've heard the second book in that series is <sighs> slightly better, so maybe I'll go back someday and read it if mm. I'm in a sci-fi mood. Once in a while, I get in a sci-fi mood. Once in a while. Um, Song for the Wild Built was just beautiful. It is a novella. It is like nature writing, but but android post-apocalypse but like utopian post-apocalypse almost yeah um with like a hint of cyberpunk i still don't really know what cyberpunk is um and it was just the way it's written is just beautiful Mm -hmm. um i the, the books that i read the most are probably like kind of hastily written romance or YA hastily written is rude but that are not maybe not so focused on like beautiful lyrical writing and I my first real book of this year was a James Baldwin book and it kind of reminded me of how much I do like beautiful writing when I slow down a little bit to (laughs) appreciate it and Song for the Wild Built was similar where I was like I don't even care what happens in this book the writing is just so soothing and melodic and it just was like people have described it as cozy like it just that. is very calming to read mm-hmm. and the there's a plot but it kind of meanders yep. it's not in a hurry there's no real central um like external drama Right. It's not worried about hitting those trope beats, yes. which is which is something so, I'm desperately looking for in all media. So, it's it's very soothing to just read a like personal kind of journey that you can relate to, but that is so outside of our realm mm. that it's not stressful. Yeah. Um, it's, I just thought to cut in real quick. So it's 160 pages. Like this book had more world building. I don't read many 500-page fantasy books, but I promise you it had more world-building yes. than those books do. And Didn't have a magic system. More effective world-building. I don't even know how else to describe it. The, it's called the Monk and Robot series. Mm-hmm. So the the um, kind of synopsis, from what I recall, is that you're in a, a very futuristic society that is post um, the... It's post, like, the automation no, revolution what's it law. called though hmm? when the ai's become singularity post singularity yeah um doesn't take place on earth takes place on like an alternate earth but on its moon i think yeah and it it takes place post singularity mm-hmm. um and the robots have chosen to leave human society is that right. correct they chose they, to not be involved and they basically asked to and the humans made a treaty to say yes you can leave you are not our slaves anymore, right. if you will. And they have an agreement to both sides are allowed to like cross the territory lines, but they don't have to. Yeah. They are allowed to have their independence. Yeah. So um, there is some sort of like god, goddess. Um, Plural gods, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah. No, there's six of religion, them. Religion. Yeah. And the main focus is a monk. Um one of like the brotherhood of one of the specific gods and he um basically is like He's having a uh, quarter life crisis quarter life crisis yeah. and under the guise of like doing a traveling version of his job like a T-monk. mission a missionary kind mm-hmm. of situation kind of like runs away 
feels a calling to be like in the wilderness and away from people and to do some like wants adventuring. Wants to hear the crickets. Um, yeah, he wants to hear the crickets. He wants to like, similar to kind of the the Hobbit effect of just like, I, I want an adventure. I want to do something, break away from the yep. norms of society. And he kind of accidentally meets a robot who has been deemed like the um, ambassador or the... Anthropologist em- the kind emissary? of. Emissary? Sure. Emissaries, the best term. Um, To like go check on the check on how everything's going. They want to just know and see how they're doing. Um, And this robot is also kind of like maybe strange for his society too. So they're kind of two outsiders, and they. I kind of picture the robot as um, as Taika Waititi's character in the Thor movies. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's got that sign. Same kind of humor a little bit, or yeah. accidental humor, naive, hu- innocent humor. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of the two of them and how they get along. Mm-hmm. Um, and the sequel... They only meet, yeah, I was going to say, they only meet like in the last the third of The sequel is like the direct continuation of it. I um, assumed as much. And yeah, I have the sequel waiting for you. The sequel is called A Prayer for the Crown Shy. The sequel was um, still very beautiful writing and everything like one half step down for me just in terms of the internal crises and the plot and stuff Mm -hmm. um but still just like enjoyable to be in that world um another book that gets put in the same category as them that i've seen a lot is legends and lattes Hmm. which is a um fantasy kind of version of that where an ogre um gives up her crusading and wants to open a coffee shop see the parallels yep um and uh kind of accidentally attracts like a found family situation and has to kind of fight off some of her past demons coming to try to ruin her thing but it's a similar idea where you have this beautiful fantasy or sci-fi world with a lot of world building Mm -hmm. but with a low stakes plot that's more about like internal struggles than it Mm. is about questing yeah and um i think especially where we're at in the world some days with the politics and pandemic and stuff it is nice to it's true like escapism just get cozy babe it's true escapism it's it i'm gonna read those those chocolate chip cookie murder books there's one of them right up there for you babe (laughs) it was like creme brulee and crimes or something um so so yeah, I guess it's it's a, it's just nice to like have the the escapism of a fantasy and sci-fi mm-hmm. world without the like straining your brain to figure out some complex plot with quests and a thousand characters yeah. and and twists and all that. It's just like uh, a, a nicer like softer version. Uh, so if you like sci-fi sci-fi fantasy robots kurt vonnegut was my other kurt vonnegut philip k dick mm-hmm. um it's uh yeah i cannot recommend it enough and uh we'll have you read the sequel and we can come back maybe not with a full segment about it but um you, you can give us an update when you read the sequel and my best recommendation is cabbage but only in the air fryer air fryer cabbage cabbage steaks they call it who needs prime rib when you can have a cabbage steak oof um can I do a couple upcoming or should I say Oh it? boy. Real quick. Lightning round. Um, Daisy Jones, Prime Video Series. <sighs> Taylor. She's my Taylor. Huh? Taylor Jenkins Reid. Got it. 
correct. Yes. Um, a Dungeons and Dragons movie. Never would never be le- interested in Dungeons anything and less. Chris yeah. Pine is in it, and so is Jean. No, he's not. Yes, he is, and so is Jean. Oh, these John Raphael, Roger, Ramsey. No. Jean Claude Van Damme. No, the one from Bridgerton, the Duke Jean oh, Roger, whatever his name is. Your Grace. <laughs> My Grace. Um, Kindred on Hulu. I always say I'm going to read Octavia Butler, and I haven't. I thought I had Kindred on my Kindle, but I checked and I have one of her other... I have Parable of the oh Sower my on God. my Kindle. You're kidding me. What? No, I'm just... Oh. Um, I need to read some Octavia Butler this cool year. Cool story, it's a, Hansel. Um, mini goal of mine. Hmm. There's going to be a Glee docuseries. Yeah, boy. But it seems like it's... We've almost got you out of Glee, almost, babe. Almost. I, yeah. I don't... I'm not... I'm not interested in that, like, move... What's movie? Darren up to? Hanging out with Leah Michelle and everybody else hates her, so I'm questioning Darren's judgment. Can we ever get our money back for that show? Were we going to go to that concert? Which one? The one that he canceled. Yeah, we did get our money back. Right, thanks, Darren. Go. Um, and there's going to be a Moana miniseries? Moana. About what? I don't know. But um, our child has been watching Cosmic Yoga because I'm trying to do the yoga 30 days with shit. Adrian challenge. It's the shit. Um, you like cosmic yoga more than our kiddo does, I oh, think. Yeah. Um, but the one he chose today and then got bored of was Moana. So the cosmic yoga lady, I thought her name was Janie. It's Jamie. Um, she does like Disney retellings. I don't know how she hasn't gotten sued. Yeah, I don't know. Because she fully just says, here's the full plot of the movie. And then she just like does a yoga pose in the middle of mm-hmm. it. Um, but it keeps his interest enough that I can do my yoga. A couple days in a row now, I've been able to do like a 30-minute yoga mm-hmm. with him not destroying anything or climbing on me. Mm-hmm. Um, so shout out to Cosmic Yoga. There you have it. Um, I think that's it for my upcoming stuff. Uh, hopefully, we can have a more uh, cohesive podcast next time if we do it within hopefully the we'll next couple months. We'll be doing it months. in a new studio. Sometime. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't hold my breath for that. Hopefully we can do it sometime. Where are we gonna then. record in that in that new studio? Office. Probably just on the couch. The office, the library. Do the office, yeah. Okay. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for still being subscribed to us. You probably forgot that you mm-hmm. were subscribed to us. But thank you for uh still being a loyal audience. Remember to uh check out book digits to set your yearly goal and uh check out the new achievements. Do it. Uh, let us know if you want to be an early adopter or beta tester of screen digits. Mm-hmm. And make sure you check out Benjamin Frost and some of his books. If you're interested in like, getting a copy for a review, um, please get in touch with us. You if can you find pirate us, them, that's fine. You can find us on Twitter at BookDigits or Instagram at BookDigits. Live journal. If you want to advertise on BookDigits, we've got packages. we got competition. Um... Some dates have already been reserved. Yep. Um, And thanks for coming this far with us and happy 2023. Peace out.